Hey, this is Alex Turcotte. Hey, this is Doc Emmerich here. Hey, this is Sean Avery. Hey, this is Jamie Baker. Hey, this is Jason Zucker. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. Alright, what is going on guys? Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by Matt Pumple. Matt, how are you today? I'm good, Frank. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Staying as healthy and safe as I can. Yeah, exactly. It's good to hear. Yeah, exactly. So growing up in Windsor, you ended up playing against your hometown team in the Windsor Spitfires during your time playing for Peterborough and Kitchener. How was it coming home in the OHL? Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I grew up uh, a big Spitfires fan and used to go to the games with my dad uh, when minor hockey wouldn't conflict with, uh, with the schedule. And um, Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, coming home and, and um, you know, allowing friends and family to come out and watch and, and say hi, and uh, that, those are obviously a lot of fun games. Yeah, so you were named CHL MVP in 2010, beating out hundreds of players in Quebec, Ontario, and the Western League. What does that honor mean to you? Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really exciting. Um, I really enjoyed my time uh, in the OHL and um, you know, as a whole in, in the CHL. I think it's a, a great lifestyle and a great. Uh, to get to uh, professional hockey so um, that was obviously exciting and, and uh, you know I was a beneficiary of uh, playing with some good players and, and um, you know a lot of credit goes to my players the players and the coaches and, and obviously everyone that, uh, that got me to that level um, including my parents Absolutely. So you scored your first hat trick just after Christmas in 2016 on December 29th with the New York Rangers take us through that final goal with 16 and a half seconds remaining in the third yeah, I kind of got, uh, our line got thrown out there, um, you know, with the game was, uh, I think I believe we were up by two goals there, it was 6-4, and, um, you know, you, you, you kind of just turn around with the clock and, and kind of get in the room after and get on to the next one, but, uh, you know, a, a chance came up right off the, open, or right off the uh, center ice face-off, um, and uh, Brandon Peary uh, passed me back door and, um, you know, tipped it in, so it was uh, definitely a little bit shocking, and, and um you know, I'm surprised to get that, that chance that quick, but uh, it was a great feeling and, and obviously something I'll remember forever. Absolutely. So you really have hit your stride with the Red Wings organization in both Grand Rapids and Detroit. What has changed in your game to allow you to have this increased success? Uh, I think just playing more uh, more confident, playing, um, you know, thinking more offensive and, and um, you know, trying to, to, I guess, thrive instead of just survive um, in pro hockey, so I think that's been a big thing for myself, um, you know, every day just kind of uh, having fun going to the rink and, and kind of, you know, not taking uh, too much pressure on myself um, each and every day, and I think it's kind of benefited my game in the long run, so I think, uh, you know, when you're enjoying something and having fun, um, you're a lot more productive at it and um, enjoy going to work every day, and that's kind of the approach I- I've taken, and um, you know, to be a part of Detroit's organization for uh, this past season previous two has been a lot of fun and uh, obviously my contract is expiring at the end of this season so we'll see what uh, what happens but it's been fun yeah absolutely so Detroit's had some problems offensively uh if you do resign in Detroit how do you see yourself like you had said with that offensive game how do you see contributing to that goal scoring mentality that's much needed in Detroit right now um yeah I think anytime you get the opportunity to, to play in the NHL and um, you have to try to keep, uh, keep you know, playing to, to what you're, has been successful to you up to that point. Um, you know, I think a lot of coaches and a lot of people in hockey stress defense and, you know, just worry about defense and the goals will come. And, 
that's kind of the approach you have to take uh, each day. But when you get the opportunity to kind of jump up in the rush or, or take some chances, take some risks, I think um, that's something that I, you know, want to try to capitalize on and, and try to help the team out that way. Um, you know, because it's uh, you're obviously learning each and every day, and that's something I've learned along the way. Absolutely. So I want to talk to you about a historic game that you played down in Texas with the Grand Rapids Griffins. On March 3rd, you played in San Antonio against the Rampage in one of the most final games of their franchise in 18 years that they've been around. What was the mood like in San Antonio for that game? And how was the interaction going into that game knowing, you know, these guys aren't going to be around next year? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you interact with the players on the other side when that happens? Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much chatter between the players. I think, obviously, uh, the last few years we've played down there a few times. It's obviously nice to, to get out of Michigan during the middle of winter and, and go to San Antonio and, and get some warm weather. And um, They have the boardwalk there, and it's, it's a nice city, and it's been a great AHL city for, for a while. And they, um, I saw a stat the other day. I think they're one of 12 teams in the American League that average over 6,000 fans a game. So the fan support's obviously there. And, I think it's uh, a lot of fun to play there. Obviously, the San Antonio Spurs play with that ring, too, so it's a nice facility, and um, I think those people uh, in San Antonio are going to miss... Absolutely. That was one of my first games, seeing the Rampage play up in Chicago. Talking about your time in Grand Rapids, you play against the Wolves a lot, being division rivals. What is it like on the other side of the aisle when those fireworks are going off? Yeah, obviously, uh, it's a little bit different. I think it's the only rink I can remember where um, the fireworks go off so close to uh, to, to puck drop where you get out on the ice and you can still kind of feel a little bit of debris and a little bit of smoke in your eyes, but... um, yeah, it's obviously cool for the fans, and it's uh, you know exciting show for I'm sure the kids enjoy it, and they'd always uh, always kind of shocks you. you. You know what's coming, but it still gives you a little bit of uh, element of surprise. But um, yeah, it's, it's a fun rink to play in. Obviously, for us uh, geographically, it's, it's it's a close travel traveling game, so um, it's uh, we have some good rivals with Chicago for sure. Yeah, during your time in Grand Rapids, you played alongside Tomahawk Roundup guest and friend of the show in Matthew Ford, captain of the Grand Rapids Griffins. What is he like for you guys as a leader in Grand Rapids? Oh, yeah, he's good. Fordo's, uh, Fordo's awesome. He's uh, been home over the last few years. Um, he's had a great, great career this far. Um, a guy that definitely um, you know, works really hard every day and, and is committed to um, you know staying in shape and, and staying on top of his game. So. He, uh, you know, he's a little bit older than me, and, and to see his commitment to, to keep his body ready for, for each and every day. Um, you know, when I'm his age, I can only hope to be uh, be playing as productive and as long as he has. So, um, you know, he's obviously he's a great guy too. Uh, off the ice, he's always uh, joking around, and, and he's uh, fun to have fun to have around. Absolutely. So, what are you looking forward to for next season? What's Matt Pumple's next steps in his hockey career? Um, yeah, obviously with uh, a little bit of challenging times going on right now in the world, um, there's always uncertainty um, going on. It's not like a, a normal summer, I guess you could say, depending on um, when the season's going to resume or when the season's going to start up. At the end of the day, um, I've heard talks in November, December, even January, which, um, you know, as long as he can play and, and get the um, health health concerns out of the way, would be, uh, would be, I think every player would be open to that, but... Um, you know, we'll just kind of see what uh, what comes up in um, you know free agency, or um, you know where the kind of next opportunity lies, and, and kind of uh, cross that bridge when you come to it, and, and 
um, if there's more than one, kind of weigh different option, options. But um, at the end of the day, just kind of keep uh, keep along the path I'm going and then just try to keep enjoying each and every day. Absolutely. Matt Pumple, anything else you want to add for our listeners around the world? Um, not really, no. Just uh, appreciate you having me on and it's been fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt Pumple.